Hey, what's up? I'm Amobi Okugo, uh, born and raised in the 916, oldest of four siblings, uh, professional soccer player, entrepreneur, try to be a jack of all trades. I'm excited to just tap in with my boys. You guys are listening to the State of the Republic podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by my co-host and co-founder of the podcast, Michael. How are you doing, Michael? I know yesterday wasn't a good day for Liverpool, but man, luckily it was just that fake up. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> um, man, it, yeah, it's been rough for Liverpool, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. Got a, a great interview tonight. Got off work just trying to stay warm. It is so cold. I, I'm freezing, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, hey, how about you? Look, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I was going to say, luckily, it's uh, nowhere as cold as you wouldn't imagine in Phoenix it is. Uh, I, I was wa- seeing a, a picture that our good friend Jared shared earlier today, and ooh, I, unbelievable. There's snow in Phoenix right now, wow. earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> So, this weather's wild. But we're, we're doing much better. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> yeah, still no, cold. No but, snow. Yeah. No snow. I'll we're expecting rain snow. also, by the way. Uh, by the time this gets posted, it's probably already gone. But yeah, uh, storms are coming our way. So fun fun times. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Michael, if you'd like to introduce our special guest tonight, uh, I'll, I'll let you go at it. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, where do you start? Uh, US, he's with the USL Players Union, uh, uh, Black Players Union, uh, 30 under 30 for top entrepreneurs. I mean, he's pretty much done it all. Kicked a ball, helped people with their finances. Sacramento's very own, Amobi Akugo. How you doing, Amobi? Nah, doing great. I'm so glad to tap in with you guys. I'm excited to, you know, talk all things soccer, all things life, and especially, you know, Sacramento. And then greater Sacramento region. Uh, yeah. You know, just tap in. Definitely, awesome. definitely. We appreciate it. Yeah. Th- thank you again for joining us here tonight. Uh, so wanted to get started uh, by asking you, um, we know you were born in Hayward. How did you end up in, in Sacramento coming from the Bay Area? Yeah. So I'm first generation Nigerian American. So, you know, my dad came here first, late 70s, early 80s. You know, then he was going back and forth back home to the motherland. And he ended up meeting my mother and uh, they got married and my dad brought her over to the States. And they ended up settling in the Bay Area. A lot of our families out there. so I was born in Hayward, but then when my immediate younger brother was born, we ended up moving to Sacramento. Uh, my dad, you know, got a job with the state um, or he got transferred with his current job with the state um, to Sacramento, the main location. And being in Sacramento ever since, since I was three years old. I mean, might as well just be a, a fellow Sacramentan then. Three years old. You what is, it, what is that? 26, yeah, 27 years, somewhere in there, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, might, I just claim Sacramento. Uh, that's that's no a good point. spot to claim. It works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what a just a little background about you. What what teams have you played for out in Sacramento? Did you play a lot of soccer out in the Sacramento area? I know you ended up in Florida, I believe, with the IMG Academy. And of course, you're a member of the 2010 generation Adidas team. Um, maybe you could tell us a couple of the Areas you've played out in SAC, as well as well as how exactly that Adidas team and the IMG Academy works. Oh yeah, so I'll give you guys a full like like mini rundown. So, um, so yeah, so moved here to when I was three, and then I ended up playing for my school team. So I went to St. Ignatius uh, um, Catholic School. It's off like Arden, if anyone's familiar. Well, you guys are Sacramento, but right down um, the street from me. <laughs> Yeah, so I went to St. Ignatius and, you know, my parents, you know, being Nigerian, soccer is like the main sport. So um, I ended up playing just for like the school team, you know, from kindergarten until like third or fourth grade. And they were going to continue just playing me for the school team because they didn't know anything about competitive or anything like that. So it was a friend or, you know, a friend of mine, he had been playing uh, competitive and he told uh, his his dad told my dad, like, your son should probably, you know, play away from the school team. Like, there's, like, other leagues outside of your school team to play, like, sports. Um, so I tried out for the local um, El Grove team where we lived at some time, South Sacramento, El Grove area, and um, played for that squad. And then ultimately 
um, went to El Dorado crew. So it was basically at that time, El Dorado wasn't like a good team. They had, no, actually, let me take that back. They had a good team, but when I came there, there was a couple other players that came there. So we kind of created like a super team and uh, we ended up winning like back-to-back state titles, going to regionals, winning all that stuff. And that's kind of when, you know, my soccer youth career started to take off because we did the Dallas Cups, the Surf Cups, you know, all those big tournaments, the, uh, the Phoenix Invitational, all those big tournaments that you do at a younger age. And um, from there, I got, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to like youth national team. So I started, you know, you know, ODP, start with the state, NorCal uh, regionals, and then you ultimately make it to the national team. So I was part of the U14, U15, U16 national team programs. And then ultimately up until my freshman year, summer. So as I was heading into uh, my sophomore year and I went to Jesuit my freshman year, um, my sophomore year, I got invited to the residency program. And the residency program is essentially the U-17 men's national team program. So the top 40 uh, boys uh, ultimately from the, at my age, it was the 90, 1990 age group and the 1991 uh, will ultimately go to residency we use IMG's academies like facilities but we're not essentially part a part of them but we basically use their facilities their weights their fields all that and then we basically boarding school soccer eat sleep school homework more soccer and then travel the world to ultimately compete for the U17 World Cup so I did that for a year and a half two years and then I came back to Jesuit um, and then I ended up my senior year at Rio uh, Rio Americano they were just more accommodating for me when it came to missing school because after the U-17, I was part of the U-18, the U-20 <laughs> school. So, um, yeah, Jesuit, I would have ended up finishing at Jesuit, but they, I had to do like all these like community service hour. And like my senior year, I missed three months to school traveling for soccer. So it was just, um, yeah, Rio was very accommodating and very helpful. And, um, you know, they they. They did a proactive job. And then from there, um, when I came back to Sacramento, I was playing for San Juan. So basically, El Dorado transitioned to San Juan. That was our our new team. And San Juan's a big club around in the area. Uh, a lot of well-known talents come from there. Um, and then ultimately went to UCLA. And then I went pro after my freshman year. And then the rest is kind of history. Wow, that's kind of – I mean, that – I couldn't think of a better way to spend your high school years than <laughs> playing soccer, traveling around the world and all that. Yeah, that's that, that, that's got to be surreal, right? Especially at that age to to go through all that. Um, yeah, it was good. At the time, it was like fun to like travel. And then it's like during breaks, I'd come back home and I'd like, you know, I'd kind of be like, oh, I'm missing like the dances and the proms. But then I realized like, nah, who cares about that stuff? Like. <laughs> This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so, you know. Yeah, you, you were doing things that, I mean, very few high schoolers out there could say that they <laughs> that they were doing, right, and representing your national team and all that. So, yeah, I, I trade, prom, all those other, any other thing, <laughs> even graduation over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. So speaking about, you know, those paths that different professional players take, you know, we, we know some players uh, choose to take the high school and college path and get – drafted as, as was your case there uh, others choose to go more the academy route and and skip college and then eventually you know land on that pro club what, what would you tell uh, kids today you know if they had to choose one over the other considering your situation we know you went back to college but not, not that many players actually even go back to college right after after playing yes yeah, it's, so, it's so tough because I was coming in a different you know time time timeline you know we didn't have academy growing up so it wasn't like we had a sack Republic where I could play for the Academy and like kind of be groomed to go pro. Um, but from if me, if I was going to tell a kid, I would just say there are many ways to the top of the mountain, you know, once like one road doesn't, doesn't mean that's your road. So as long as you're getting better, as long as you're improving, you will get seen and you will have an opportunity. Now what you do with the opportunity is up to you. You know, you can have scouts at your game, um, you may be, you may have that one game where you have to prove yourself. Uh, you may get lucky, you may get a few games, but when you have that opportunity, you know, all the hard work that you've been putting in, you got to take a bit. So that's what I will say. Um, there's obviously Academy is very, um, relevant now, like 
there's a like a unique pathway to develop at the academy level and then ultimately go pro. But there's still players that are doing amazing going through the college route. You know, you have players like Chris Mueller, who's on Orlando, um, you know, with the U.S. national team, uh, Aaron Long, who, you know, went to UC Riverside in the national team. So there's still unique pathways. It's just all about timing, you know, fortunate luck as, at some point and just making sure your skill sets there. Uh, but like if I were to like really answer the question, I was kind of like the halfway political answer. I would say uh, uh, academy because you can do school on the side, you know. You know, academy now they're setting it up where you have, you know, the elite level U18, U19, and then, you know, League One for certain teams that will provide that, then USL Championship, MLS. So, you know, if you if you can work it out, um, I would ideally, you got to strike while the iron is hot um, and you can go to school while you're playing, you know. Definitely, definitely. That That's, I, I agree with that. That's a good answer. Uh, so we're going to hit on the, uh, the club or uh, nation question here uh so getting drafted by philly first round or uh the u.s under 20 conquer cap final i know it didn't go the way you wanted to oh yeah right prior to what what is what is the bigger moment for me uh oh that's tough so lover country <laughs> yeah but the way you asked it was like it's good because like the 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 moment of getting drafted is like i would that's top for me because it's like the sacrifices my parents made driving to and from practices, going to the games, weekends, and all the sacrifices I put in to like get drafted and go pro. Um, that's like, you know, everything that you worked hard for, you got just from that moment. Like you could play one game and it'll be all worth it. Um, but to represent your country for the national team, especially at that moment, unfortunately we didn't qualify. Um, you know, only so many few people, only so few people get that opportunity. You know, everyone has the opportunity to go pro, but to represent your country at the highest level, um, you know, that's something I'll never forget. So can I do like one A, one B? No, I had to choose. That's not missing. A, I'm not missing a club game for a national team game. That's fine. That's true. okay. Okay. That's yeah. That answers it. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's definitely hard. I know to to choose between both of them, and you know, I, I think bo- both are, are definitely really great things. And and very few people, right, uh, in the, in the world, could say that they get drafted to play for a professional team, and let alone to play for the national team. I mean, there's less spots, so yeah, definitely two really great things. So um, I want to take it back to uh, your club level right now. You you are playing for the Austin Bold right now, and. I got to ask this because I do know some of the players there in your squad uh, because I'm a big fan of Liga Mekis. And okay. I actually had the chance to interview one of your um, uh, teammates. I think he's still with the team, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And that's uh, Sony Guadarrama and also oh, okay. S- uh, Javi Baez. Uh, he used to play for my favorite team, Cruz Azul. So very okay. familiar with them. Uh, what has it been like for you playing with them, knowing that you know they have just years of experience playing in Mexico? Yeah, so Javi, uh, he's my center midfield partner, and, you know, he's just an amazing player. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, works hard. And, you know, this is someone that's played at a high level at every team he's been on. He's been an integral part of the team. He's had national team experience, uh, can play multiple positions, but you wouldn't even know it. He's just so humble, so quiet, um, but he always makes an impact. So, you know, Javi, you know, that's someone – uh, I really enjoy playing with someone I really enjoy hanging out with, you know, as a friend, as a teammate. Um, and then Sonny, uh, I call him the mayor of Austin, you know, because he literally, if you need something in Austin, he will get you sorted. He's such a selfless guy and a master connector. And then, you know, his talent on the field, it speaks for itself. You know, he's really able to find those pockets. Um, and I like playing with in midfield with him as well. So usually it's me, Javi, and then Sonny will play like either wide wing and like come inside. And he's always finding those pockets, always being an option. But, uh, yeah, Sonny and Javi are, you know, great individuals. And you could tell why um, they had the, the career that they had playing in uh, Liga MX. I thought it was Liga MX, but you said Liga MX. Yeah, uh, English speaking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I, I, I was like, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. We're inventing new leagues over here. We're, we're just uh, okay. starting our own. Talking about entrepreneurial. <laughs> 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 now, uh, yeah no it's yeah. It, it, it's uh, i think it's uh, i always have that spanish uh, way of saying it too but i think liga may 
MX in, in English is, is the Oscar. right way to, to say it. Uh, yeah, it's different. Yeah, we're uh, in Spanish, MLS, you know, say MLS. We're a bilingual you know, podcast it's... here, Moby. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, being a Cali boy, went to UCLA. Was it a tough decision to leave UCLA early or was it like just a no brainer? So to be honest, it all happened so fast that I didn't really have time to like really think about, you know, all right, if I like I could have stayed and like developed like my friendships a little bit more. Um, it was like, you know, a bunch of teams want you. You're playing at a high level. Um, you know, the situation with the contract was really good and they were going to offer um, reimbursement for school. So I was like at the time, I was like, you know, got to go. UCLA is always going to be there. School's always going to be there. Um, it took a lot of convincing because my parents were like education, education, education. Um, but we ended up convincing them and, um, you know, got the job done. So, yeah, uh, I was, uh, you yeah, know, I would do I would do it twice over again if the opportunity came. Oh, that's that, that's cool. I mean, I, I can imagine it with, with parents that just want education. My parents were the same way, too. Like it. It, it could definitely be hard, right, to tell them, like, well, I want to I wanna just do the sport. You know, trust me, I think it's going to work out. <laughs> uh, and, and hoping, right, you're like, oh, I hope, I'll come, please, please, I better better make it pro because <laughs> I'm going to get a lot from them. Um, so speaking of, you know, all the different uh, clubs that, that you've played for after, you know, um, going through UCLA, you know, we, we've seen you go from uh, Philadelphia, Orlando, Kansas City, you know, you're in Austin. So you've definitely traveled, you know, quite a bit right from the east to uh, to the Midwest. Uh, can you tell us about how, how it is, you know, moving to all these different teams? Like, have you been able to adapt quickly? And then how has it been like, like living in all these different cities for you and, and the transition between moving to one city to another in such a short time? Yeah. So, you know, over the course of my career, I've been able to, um, been a blessing to play for so many different teams. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, usually I used to think of it as like, damn, got to move again. I hate movers. My store, I got storage in Orlando. I still got storage in four, when I'm paying for two storage units. I'm like, ah, this is ridiculous. But the fact that I've been able to create so many different relationships in these different communities um, has been a blessing. So I've been able to play with so many different players. Um, I'm one of the few guys that knows like, and it's kind of, I'm a soccer nerd as well, but just knows like almost every player in the league if I don't know him, I know a teammate that knows him. To play with different coaches, understanding different philosophies, different cultures. Um, you got a food recommendation spot you need. I pretty much got you, you know, because you know I got the East Coast down, South, Midwest, West Coast. So um, it's been a blessing. And I think, you know, with soccer, very few players are going to be with the same club their whole career. And uh, for me, I've just learned to embrace it and really um, kind of use it to, you know, adapt and I think that's something I do well, adapt and, you know, um, connect with people, you know, very quickly, establish those relationships and make the the, the move as, as smooth as possible, despite the storage units charging me and stuff. <laughs> yeah, storage storage units are wild, man. I, I don't understand how they <laughs> sleep at night. Like some of the pricing, I'm just like, this is outrageous. I, yeah. I'm not living there. My, I'm just like, <laughs> man. I don't understand. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's wild. It gets insane. So I can only imagine having more than one storage unit. I'd, I'd lose oh. my, my mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I fix that. <laughs> now, uh, you're, you're more than just an athlete, man. I mean, you've graduated with honors, magna cum laude, uh, from Louisville. Congratulations. And then you've got your master's from Arizona State. What made you decide to go back to school? Um, my parents... Uh, well, I had to, like before I went pro, I promised them I was like, you know, don't worry, it's not gonna be like that. I'll I'll do school while I play, and uh, that's kind of what I did. You know, my first year it took me the first like six months to like settle in, figure out like how life as a pro is, and then once I got settled in, I started taking classes, slow and steady, two to three classes per semester, fall, spring, summer. And ultimately ended up getting the bachelor's and then they got the master's and a couple of ex executive education courses as well. So I, my parents are happy. They can have the the paper on the wall. I'm happy because I was able to, you know, um, you know, challenge my mind while playing instead of just playing video games and stuff. And then also, you know, it's going to help the transition from when I'm done playing because as, as, as nice it was, as it would be, I can't play forever. Yeah, that's cool because, you know, we have heard a lot of stories of uh 
lot of players have told us that they, they'll spend their, their free time playing video games, playing a good a good FIFA 21 now. And <laughs> it, as much as it's great, I'm a big FIFA player. I think sometimes you kind of like look back and you're like, oh man, I just wasted three hours like just playing online because it, it, it can't be really addicting. So, you know, it's, it's really good that you kind of like put that aside and you're like, hey, I want to get this, you know, and you're able to please your parents and also, you know, pursue your dream of uh, playing pro too. So it's, it's cool that it worked out for you to, to have the the best of both worlds. Right. And, and one, so that's, yeah, that's really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. I, I got to say, how was it like juggling both things? I mean, I, I know just, uh, you know, from going to college myself and, and having friends that would work and go to college for some of them, it was a, a bit challenging, but I can't imagine, you know, being a like pro and, and going to college must be like really challenging, even more so than just the average person who just works and goes to college. Yeah, so that's a great point. Um, but for me, I think I was already prepared for it because of the experiences I went through at a young age. So um, when, you know, I, I, I forgot to mention, I played basketball growing up at a, high, at a high level too. So until I went to residency, I was playing basketball and soccer, competitive, you know, I had an AA team. We would travel all over the country, uh, play at national tournaments. And then a soccer team that we did, fit, you know, pretty well, you know, playing at a high level. Um, so having the, these experiences on top of, you know, the youth national teams on top of residency and having to go to school, by the time I got to college, by the time I did it at the pro level, it was like mastered. So understanding things like time management, uh, tax, ty- uh, time blocking, um, you know, instead of, you know, coming back from practice and playing video games, just do an hour of homework, you know, during the flight, you know, maybe you can go to sleep, maybe you can read or on the bus, you know, instead of like listening to music, uh, finish out this chapter. So I never let it affect, you know, my soccer, but also I never, um, how can I say it? I always made sure that, you know, if it was to do homework or hang out with like the team, you know, get some dinner, I was choosing homework and then, you know, finish that focus on the soccer. And then now I have free time. All right, let me go to dinner let me go shopping. Let's go play video games, stuff like that. That's cool. Oh, I'm, as you like mentioned all that too, I'm like, man, you should do like a uh, motivational, like speaker workshop of some sort to talk to athletes. Right. And then tell them how important it is to go to college to, you know, not disregard that because like you said, after your career is done, you got to think, after that and if it's not maybe getting into coaching which you know some players tend to get into you know you got to figure out what am I going to do after like you know and and so I think it's really an important thing that not too many players maybe uh, have in their radar Mm -hmm. right away right because maybe they're so immersed in the professional athlete life that they don't really think too much about college but you know I I think it it could really help (laughs) a lot of future athletes to to have that advice and that motivation to to go to college while still pursuing their career so no most definitely that's what it's all about so i'm um, just trying to help athletes in whatever way i can so as a uh, fellow podcasters we got asked this question we we know you have a podcast yourself which mm-hmm. i think it's the very first time i ever hear a pro player have a podcast so they're still pros so that's that's really cool um we know it's called the past the remote you do it with your brother oh yeah uh, can you tell us <laughs> Can you tell us more about how like how that came about and, and tell our audience more about what it's about? Yeah, so uh, nah, thank you for the shout out. Yeah, I've got a couple of podcasts. I got a Fruit Athlete podcast, Pastor Remote, and then a Two Cents FC where we talk about soccer, but specifically with the Pastor Remote. Uh, so, you know, me and my brother, we literally on the phone would talk for like hours about like the different shows that we were watching and like what was good. And I was like, yo, why don't we just make this into a podcast? And he was like, where? Like, you think people will listen? And I was like, well, if they do, they do. If they don't, we doing what we doing anyway. So, you know, have it as a collection. So we started it, you know, uh, almost a year ago. I'm about to be on 60, 60 episodes. So um, it's been fun. You know, uh, me and my brother growing up, you know, we didn't, you know, during the summers, we didn't really do the vacations. We had to stay at home, watch our younger siblings. So we would just watch TV, TNT, TBS, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. Uh, so reruns and all those shows that we used to watch. Yeah. Um, so we just grew up on movies and film and TV shows and we figured it would be cool to talk about it. Nice. So we got to ask, give us, give us a recommendation. What should I be watching? Ooh, right now based on yeah. like, you want a TV show or you want a movie? 
One of each. Okay, one of each. Uh, I would say Snowfall's coming out end of the month, uh, end of next month or mid next month. Snowfall. I'll write this down. Okay. Yeah, Snowfall. Um, so I would recommend. I would highly recommend binge watching the first three seasons. Okay. And it'll probably be in your top five shows of all time. Oh, take I'm your word for it. I'm going right. to go to back to that. Okay. Uh, and then movies. I know this popular Soul. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, I did. I watched it with my kids. Okay. I liked oh, okay. it a lot. I like. So I, I think yeah. my son is only three, so I don't think he got okay. it. My daughter's <laughs> eight. I think she wanted to understand it, but it was still a little overhead. So I had to like sit down with them and give them. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's listening, but yeah, I had to sit down and be like, "Now, did you understand this and that?" But it was great. <laughs> it was great, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah." They loved it. Oh, that's great. So yeah, because I heard like parents watched it with their kids, and the parents took more out of it, and they liked it more than the kids did. So. Yeah, that's um, me. That's me. Afterwards, I was just contemplating life, like, mm, hmm, all right, I'm gonna have to make some changes. <laughs> I'll make oh, some changes, yeah. man. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Soul. So, I mean, you already watched that. So, what's another one? I just watched American Skin. I think you would like that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Definitely like that. And then um, I'll give you two movies. Um, so, Go for American it. Skin and. I don't think you. I'm not. You're not like a romance guy, so I can't do that. Movie. I mean, I I got a fiance. Anything that's yeah. gonna earn me some brownie points, I'm okay with. <laughs> okay, Sylvie's Love. It's on Amazon Prime. Sylvie's Love. Uh, okay. Yeah, Sylvie's Love. I give it a shot. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try anything. I'm cool with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Valentine's Day ends up in being a Sunday. Yeah, man. It's two year, weeks so. away. Her birthday's the okay. day before. I think you set me up, man. Thank you. Perfect. That's really good timing. Christmas and then birthday and Valentine's Day within a wow. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> I love her, but it's <laughs> it gets wild. <laughs> and my daughter's birthday is in December, so I just okay. stay. Yeah, that uh frugal athlete is <laughs> So yeah, we, we could, wait, we're combining birthdays and Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on that frugal athlete. I'm not much of an athlete anymore, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take away some, some lessons from you there. But uh, speaking of your foundations, OK, you go, which is the best play on words I think I've ever heard of. I read it like six times. Like that's that's marketing genius right there. Uh, okay, you know, it's a, a program that helps disadvantaged kids with athletic resources. Where the idea come from? What can you tell us about the program? How can we help? No, nah, that's uh, I love that. You know, the first thing that you asked is how can you help? So uh, backtrack. So, um, you know, playing for these different teams, they do a great job in the community, you know, working with different you know organizations to give back. So I've always been one of the players that, you know, took an active role in, you know, whether it's the clinics or appearances or anything like that, um, doing that. Uh, but I always wanted to do more and not just like the one-off appearances. So a um, couple of years back, decided to do the OKU Go Foundation. I always wanted to do something with the last name. So I thought it was a play on words like Akuga, OKU. Oh, it got, it. It, it's like it's, it's talking to me. It's like you got to do it. So that's kind of what it came about. And then like our, our, our main objective is to give, you know, children from low income backgrounds the resources that they may not have had. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to have my parents drive me to, you know, practices and games, um, you know, you know, sacrifice a lot to get me to, you know, um, get better schooling in terms of, you know, private schools. So I'm not here to talk about which one's better, public or private, but they were able to, you know, provide these opportunities for me. So um, through our foundation, we want to be able to provide, you know, athletic, educational and social uh, programs, you know, to give others the resources and opportunities to, you know, better themselves and better the community. So um, whether it's a soccer clinic, whether it's a financial workshop, whether it's like even like, of a, uh, not a vacation, I always say vacation, a field trip um, to a uh, place that they may not have the means or opportunity to go to. Uh, we want to be able to work with um, the existing organizations to do that. So uh, we definitely could do a lot more. Uh, I've learned a lot in terms of building out a foundation, in terms of what you're allowed to do, what you can do, what you're supposed to do. And we're learning more and more every day. Um, so if you'd like to check out amobiukugo.com slash foundation, or just uh, reach out, email, any ideas. We are more than willing to um, listen and include it, incorporate it in our programming. Um, right now, we've been doing, you know, 
uh, bi-monthly or you know, bi-weekly uh, mentorships with at-risk uh, kids at various school districts. Um, so we're always looking to do more. So if anyone has any ideas or any has uh, uh, nonprofits that they want to um, us to get in front of, I'm more than willing to do it. So thank you so much for that, giving me the platform to to talk about it yeah no problem yeah no i think it's it's awesome to to see athletes do things like this it's it's really cool especially again being that you you have your uh career right now still going on and you're not retired yet and you still take the time to you know help run this program and help uh, kids be able to have all these resources that you know it, it's it's really tough for them to have so really awesome to to see players do that so Let's talk about another uh, program too that you founded, the Frugal Athlete, which I think is awesome. It's uh, I, I forget who I was talking to uh, earlier, but I was actually just talking about the same exact subject on how some athletes they don't watch their finances right, and you know before you know it, like they go broke and they end up retiring, and now they're out, you know, like uh, maybe not like actually enjoying some of that uh, money that they actually made during their whole career. And it's extremely sad to see that. Can you tell us more about like what inspired you to create the Frugal Athlete? And have you always been good with finances yourself as well? Yeah, so I've been pretty good. You know, um, I think the biggest thing for me is I saw the 30 for 30 broke documentary. And while it was like very informative, it was about athletes that lost it all. And I like being curious, like I am, I was like, all right, where are the athletes that, you know, did good with their money? So as I continued to like look around after being motivated by the documentary, um, I kept finding athletes that I couldn't really compare myself to. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, uh, Tom Brady, Serena Williams. And those are anomalies. You know, I've had a fortunate enough career to, you know, <laughs> make some you know good money in my career. But at the same time, it's not millions like these athletes. So how can I find athlete roadmaps of athletes that may be in a similar position to me um, that I can use as roadmaps to, you know, what kind of athletes like leverage their capital, leverage their career, leverage their resources. And that's kind of what a football athlete is all about. Obviously we can take principles from those, you know, bigger name athletes and apply it. If we just take some principles and, you know, kind of fine tune the wording or terminologies. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to create a platform for athletes of all ages Um um, to talk uh, more about financial literacy from a more positive, uh, more solution-based uh, strategy. And I think that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Athletes are natural trendsetters. So if athletes can talk about financial literacy, um, you know, personal finance, prudent financial practices in a positive light, the individuals, the, the, um, the young players, the, you know, fans that follow these athletes will start, you know, subconsciously thinking better about financial literacy because it's not just an athlete problem. Um, it's a, you know, global problem. So that's kind of the mindset around it and it's been able to grow so far and hopefully can continue growing. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, those things really do make a difference. And I know last year, a lot of them having the, the voting movement and I know LeBron James had that too. And, you know, it inspired so many people to go out and vote as, as we also, we had record numbers last year. So Definitely those things do help a lot and people definitely take it to heart to, you know, do whatever it is that they're um, telling them about. So the, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, players who are, you know, doing good, you know, having their own uh, foundations and whatnot, I thought I would ask this question because uh, as I was looking at, at your career, uh, I know you and him crossed paths while you were at Timbers too. And here on the podcast, we know him as Podcast Magic, his name is uh, Billion Bijev you might recall during those years. And so I thought I would ask you, you know, how, how was it like uh, playing with him at T2? And, you know, do, do you still talk to him today? Uh, so I, um, I don't talk to BJF as much because when I was on Timbers, you know, I played a couple of games with T2. He was there, uh, great player, um, obviously from the NorCal area. Um, but when we see each other, it's always good vibes. You know, we always catch up, we always connect. And he's someone that I knew even prior to um, being at in Portland. So, um yeah always wish be just the best i was surprised that you know he's he's not staying with sacramento this year but you know i'm i don't know anybody i'm not i'm not the coach or the gm but um yeah he's a great player great guy he's a nice guy and that's what's most important you know it doesn't matter what you do on the soccer field if you don't have good character and he's one of those guys who has quality character so 
yeah, whenever I see him, it's always good vibes, but it's not like we keep in touch, um, like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, yeah, it was a shame when we found out he wasn't going to be returning for another season, especially after being basically the MVP of our season last year. It, it was just uh, unbelievable. We, we yeah. never saw that coming, but, but yeah, he's definitely a great guy. Uh, I, I got to say, uh, soon I'll actually have his jersey back there. Uh, it's it's okay. on its way to me. Uh, uh, he actually, uh, he saw the jerseys back in, in my background and he was like, hey, we need to put my jersey back there too. So you know, that, <laughs> you, that, that white jersey back there needs a, a name. And I'm like, hey, I cool. Like that. Send it to me. Um, but, but yeah, I'm almost thinking you and him should probably do some uh, collaborations since you two have... Uh, foundations that are, are pretty alike right his foundation uh, pass back uh, billion budget pass back foundation also helps you know kids who aren't able to uh, pay fees for like uh, uh, you know for academies and just uh, who aren't able to pay for like, equipment and and whatnot so like eh, maybe there's an opportunity there for you guys to do something oh, definitely yeah i know he's doing some great things back in his hometown and you know in the existing region sacramento as well so you know i'm always down to collaborate with people so I'm going to have to hit him up for sure. For sure, for sure. Now, I'm always curious, when did you have your, maybe it was you ran into a certain player on the field, maybe it was signing your contract. When did you have that, oh my God, I made it moment? Everybody <laughs> has it, don't lie. Everybody has, think. I'm sure. Uh, no, so my rookie year, I barely played, so it wasn't that year. Um, I <laughs> would probably counts. say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um now nah, it was had to be draft day because this is what happened. So I get drafted. Um, my my whole family is with me except my my, my immediate younger brother because he's playing college ball. Uh, so I get up to the stage. My name's called, and I get up to the stage, and I'm like, I don't want my phone to ring or anything like that while I'm about to do my speech. So I give it to my sister. By the time I finish my speech, go around do like the post draft interviews, meet who I need to meet, and then go back around to meet my 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 family. My sister says, your phone crashed. You had a hundred and something messages and something, so many calls, and it just crashed. I tried to turn it off and it just crashed. Here's your phone. I don't want to touch it. And I was just like, what? I turned it back on. I had to like charge, recharge it, turn it back on. And it's just like, just like, it was before. I didn't even have the iPhone. I had like a little flip phone. It's just, I'm holding it. And it's just the whole time. I was just like, oh my goodness. And you got to be respectful. Like you want to thank everybody and like, but it's literally took me the rest of the, the rest of the weekend. Cause I didn't, I couldn't even get to it that, that same day. <laughs> That's great. I'm just imagining the closest I, I'd ever get to, it's sad really, but the closest I ever get to that is my birthday on Facebook. When you get like 55, you're just like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. Nigeria, Sacramento, the Bay Area, everybody was trying to get a hold of you. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It was, it was yeah Mr. Worldwide over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, as I already said, you're, you're more than an athlete. You've got your degrees, you've got everything lined up. What, uh, what, what's the plan after soccer? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'm still probably, probably going to be involved in sports business in some capacity. Uh, I do not have the patience to be a coach. So, I'm not going to be a coach. That's not in the, only like my kids or something. Um, I do like to do like small sessions and like training and development and more personalized and mentorship. Um, so maybe do some stuff in that aspect. But uh, from a career standpoint, definitely see myself in the sports business management consulting from a business development strategy, uh, partnerships type of space. So got a couple things lined up, hopefully. Uh, we'll see where it all leads to. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my pathway i think right now hey that that's that, that that's all good too i think uh, being a coach is definitely something else and especially if you're a coach outside of the states man i don't yeah. know the, like, how they put up with so much right like fans outside <laughs> of the states like <laughs> you, you lose two games and everyone's already asking for the coach to be fired and yeah it can get right. really intense i'm like yeah especially at mexico yeah. since i follow it really close and i think michael Frank lampard today uh, yeah, <laughs> a legend and they're just like deuces yeah it's tough i think he was uh, he might have got that job too early but it's just like you cut you you're a player your whole life and you understand what it's like like that that just that instability as a 
and then you decide to be a coach. Nah, I can't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's something else. But hey, it's it's cool that you'd still uh, you know stay around the sport, stay around the business. There's always a lot going on, and as you know, in the states, the sport is only growing, and we're gonna get the World Cup finally back <laughs> here in a couple of years. So yeah, uh -huh. it's the the boom is is definitely gonna keep on on growing throughout these years. Oh, that's facts. Uh, to them, these 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 few years leading up to 2026, I'm just so excited to see the growth of soccer, especially you know in the Sacramento region. Growing up here, you know the opportunities here now is just amazing. Yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, uh, I was actually talking to to Michael before we started recording, and that I'm surprised Republic has not reached out to you because we could really use more defenders right now. And being that you grew up in the Sacramento area. It seems like a fit, right? That they would bring back a a pro athlete who's you know had some experience in MLS and grew up in the area would probably love to be back in the area representing the nine one six everywhere. Uh, I'm surprised, but hopefully you get a call here, you know, in the next upcoming years and maybe MLS and we we get to have you back over here in this area and you get to retire potentially in, in the nine one six. Oh, that, thank you. That would be really nice. Yeah, we'll see. I know uh, I know Sacramento just signed a local kid, Tucker Bone. He's from Sacramento. Great player. Y'all going to be excited about him. Um, yeah, but sure. I'm not sure if they announced it, but you guys got to – I think you guys got to – They did. Yeah. Yeah. They, just, they just announced Tucker like two days ago. Oh, so. okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's happening. But I, I think you guys got some more defenders. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to be a uh, uh, leak any source, but I do know you guys have – Breaking uh, some, news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I, I think I do know you guys have some defenders on 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 your squad that are good players too. So um, I always love coming back to play uh, against Sac. Uh, maybe someday it's going to be Sac, but who knows? We'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the there is there is that too. Yeah, which with the new format that the USL has, I haven't seen yet. I don't know if they already announced that, but I know they were going to change the format. So I, I hope we play Austin. <laughs> I don't know if that that will be the case, depending how how things go, but. Hopefully, hopefully we see you back here, at least, you know, playing back, <laughs> even if it's against us. Uh, we promise we won't boo you. We'll boo er all, everyone else on the oh, team. No, no. <laughs> uh, you got to do That's the sack way. You got to boo. You got to boo, boo for sure. I love that. Oh, this, yeah, this man yeah. played in Philadelphia, Luis. He yeah. has no issues oh, with yeah. boos. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. They booed uh, Santa Claus. Your brotherly love? Like, what? No, that's not what it is. Wait, I didn't know that one, Santa Claus. All right. Yeah, okay, that's, that's something else. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Amobi, for, you know, joining us here tonight. It's, you know, it's been a pleasure here talking to you. And as we said, you know, it's really inspiring all the things that you've done. And the more we kept reading on you, we're like, whoa, is it going to get more inspiring? And we saw podcasts, we saw this <laughs> other foundation, we saw this other thing. You told us a couple other things that you're working on. And we're like, whoa, that's, that, that's really cool. And, and, you know, hopefully, any uh, promising athlete or even just anyone listening to the podcast can get some inspiration from that and apply it to their everyday life as well. So yeah, th thank you for joining us here. No, for sure. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. It's always good to talk shop with, you know, some local, you know, guys about whatever's going on in the soccer world, especially from the Sacramento space. So um, this is what, this is what it takes to grow the game. So I'm not sure how many podcasts you guys have done, but definitely excited to tap into the ones you guys do in the future definitely definitely and i'm uh gonna end this podcast and go binge watch some snowfall and check yeah, out american yeah. skin <laughs> and yeah, i'll uh, i'll hit you up and let you know what i think most definitely all right well, we appreciate it man thanks again uh, anytime for sure for sure that was a lot i like that a lot So once again, yeah, thank you to uh, Amobi for joining us. That was really interesting, Michael, right? I mean, talk about a really like inspiring athlete who is doing so many things and who's actually doing things that do provide value uh, rather than maybe play FIFA as maybe I probably would. I'm sure if I was an athlete still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably be in the same boat. I'd be counting money playing fifa and hanging out with friends um but he's he's doing a positive he's he's giving back to the community uh, it's it's great you love to see it yeah it, it's it's definitely the time well worth spent and and all that and it, you know it, i think it's really cool that you know he he rose up in the ranks and and he got to play pro and 
you know, it was a lot of hard work that led him to get there, but hey, he managed to do that and also get a master's degree, which I'm like, that that is is amazing. I mean, in general, I think anybody who works and goes to college is something else, right? Like it, it just goes to show, I think, your character if you choose to do those two things because they definitely take up all your time. I know I was in that situation when I had to do both and you don't really have much time to do, you know, anything fun uh, aside from just school and work and, and all that. And so it's definitely worth it after, after the years go by, especially when, when you make a pro as was his case. Well, um, wanted to remind everyone, if you're not following us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for at state Republic 12. We should be right there. Also, we have a Facebook group called Sacramento soccer fans. So please, Feel free to join that group. Send us a request there to join. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast so that you are notified every time we post a new episode. And let me ask if you're actually listening to this podcast right now. It would be so amazing if you can actually share this podcast with a friend of yours. Could be someone else who likes to play soccer. Maybe someone else who is a big fan of our sport. But please share it with someone else. If you have really interesting interviews that you found uh, fascinating, maybe you learned something new, then, hey, take it to social media, share it on there, let everyone know what you just listened to, and, hey, let's let's grow the game of soccer together. Uh, and so please, please uh, do that for us too and, and help us grow this podcast day by day, which got to say, Michael, I'm going to say it again. I know we talked about it in the previous podcast. That Josh Cohen interview is just, continuing to grow after this time like it's still getting listened to each day and yeah i i I know a big driving force behind that is all the fans in israel but wow yeah it's it's really cool again to to see so much support with that and i've also seen people of course here in our area also listening to it sharing it Uh, i know jared posted a picture of him and josh there in the comments so everyone if you want to share pictures you've actually taken with players that we interview with staff that we interview from the Republic or just anybody else we interview, please feel free to take it to social media, uh, comment on our tweet, comment on our Facebook post on the group, share it all, all the way there. Uh, you know, you're welcome to do that. I, I think it, it adds to, to the episode to have all the fans sharing in uh, their pictures and maybe even a story. If you have a story with uh, the person we interviewed as well. So yeah, thank you so much to everyone who, has left their comments on all these posts and and continues to support the podcast in general day by day. We really appreciate it. And and it really helps us grow a lot. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to hear that there's people out there listening and interacting. I I love it. I, I, we see all the notifications, all the comments. It's great. Um, it just, we really appreciate it. And, uh, I just saw a shout out to, uh, Rafael Diaz, uh, zero zero shout out today getting his debut with the Dominican Republic zero zero for the DR. Well done. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that too. I'm like, well, that's, that's awesome. You know, Big out time. there representing his national team. Uh, I know Shannon as well, right. He was recently playing with uh, Trinidad and Tobago too. So yeah, re- really awesome Love to, to see, see players yeah, out there representing their national team too, as you know, as they, as they get prepped up for, you know, the, qualifiers i mean it's it's crazy to think about it right but next year is world cup year even though it'll be uh more like a christmas world cup year but still hey, we're still it's still in the same year so next year before republic joins mls we're getting a world cup so it's awesome it's going to be a cool ending to 2022 because mls is going to be just right around the corner from that so you know i think it worked out good so yeah really excited to, to see them in uh in this uh, uh, new format of qualifiers and, and all that and and whatnot. And, and hopefully the Olympics still happen. I know there was a rumor going around that they might not happen. Uh, they might be announced uh, any day now. Maybe when we post this, it's already been announced. Um, but it, it's a shame for all those players that, you know, could qualify for the Olympics to not even get a chance. And some players, that might be it for them, right? They might not be able to... Uh, uh, qualify or not be able to to be in the requirements to actually play in the olympics so kind of of sad situation there that they would just get all canceled but it's the times yeah 
it's rough. I mean, you hate to see it. You work your whole life for something like that, for something like a, a pandemic to ruin it for you. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But on a more lighter note, uh, we are going to be doing a Jeopardy here pretty soon. And so again, please follow us on social media so you can get all the details on that, including who is going to be on, or hopefully, or I should say might potentially be on because, you know, things happen and, you know, we might have to sub in someone at the last minute to take over someone's spot. But, uh, you know, we hope to at least definitely have our reigning champion, Billion Bishev, uh, to defend his title there too. And so definitely, again, follow us on social media so you can actually um, hit that notifications icon on the schedule post that we already have on there. So you can actually just get a notification right when we're going to go live. I think they might notify you even a couple hours before, but I do know that you definitely get a notification at least 10, 15 minutes before um, the live goes on. So you can go on, you can leave your comments, interact, all that. And if you didn't see the first Jeopardy, we actually did with uh, Bishev, Jeremy Hall, and Jared, then please go to our social media and check it out. It was a lot of fun, really cool. And our next Jeopardy is going to be similar, but of course with a lot different uh, questions and we're probably going to throw some really challenging, maybe non-soccer trivia of some sort. See, you know, test the, test the, the contestants with their knowledge of anything that is not soccer related. So we might actually have that as well. So tune in next month. Again, if, for all the details, check out our social media there as well. Well, with that being said, uh, thank you, Michael, for joining us here tonight. Uh, it was awesome. It was a really cool interview. And you know, be on the lookout for our next interview, uh, which we don't have details on that one quite yet for everyone. But we are going to be recording it here uh, shortly, possibly by the end of the week as well. So um, we are working the details on that one too. So thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this podcast. And you'll catch us here next time on State of the Republic. Have a good night.